I don't think I have to tell you or your listeners that nursing is still very white and very female. And so often our students, African-American students, we don't see ourselves represented in certain areas in nursing. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Rosa Donato, And I'm Marian Leary. And you're listening to Amplify Nursing, a Penn Nursing podcast supported by the Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Amplify Nursing features nurses who are leading the way in science, policy, and innovation. Our guests defy stereotypes, define practice, and disrupt convention. We highlight the breadth and depth of nursing influence on society by amplifying nurses who are pushing boundaries and breaking down barriers to build a new paradigm. Today on Amplify Nursing, we talk with Monica Harmon. Monica is a public health nurse, educator, and researcher. She is also a member of the Pennsylvania Action Coalition, where she serves as the co-chair of the Nurse Diversity Council. Monica also serves as the president of the Southeastern Pennsylvania chapter of the National Black Nurses Association. She is an advocate for inclusive and diverse nursing and in the empowerment of underrepresented students. She continues her efforts to expose young minds to the possibilities within the nursing profession through the NBNA's Mini Nurse Academy. Today, we talk with Monica about her journey into nursing, her dedication to community health, and the transformative impact of the Mini Nurse Academy in fostering diversity and empowering young students to envision a future in the nursing profession. So Monica, thank you so much for joining us on the Amplify Nursing Podcast. I'm really excited to talk with you and learn more about the amazing work that you're doing. Oh, thank you for the invitation, Marion. Yeah, so really um, would love to learn more about your journey to nursing and um, what it is that you're doing now. We used to work together when you were at Penn Nursing, but now you're at Drexel Nursing. So, you know, just love to hear what brought you to nursing and your path uh, up until what you're doing today. Sure. So, you know, I think for me, I was one of those children that, always wanted to fix all the boo-boos, help out the older people in the neighborhood. Um, and so n- nursing was a natural fit uh, for me. I, you know, I didn't realize, of course, what type of nurse I wanted to be, but I think I've always been a public health nurse. I was always concerned about where people are, um, you know, their neighborhoods, what kind of foods they have access to, exercise, um, religion or spirituality. You know, how does all of this impact Um, how individuals come to health, but then also um, how we utilize the healthcare system for better or for worse. And did you, so you said that you sort of always knew when you were little that you wanted to be a nurse, you wanted to fix people's boo-boos. How did you know what nurses did or, or, or did you know what nurses did? And how did you know from that young age that that's what you wanted to do? So I think, um, you know, we always always wanted to work in healthcare, and of course, we always most kids say they want to be a doctor. Um, but I think I'd started to interact with nurses really um, growing up in West Philadelphia, um, the hospital Misericordia, um, which is now Hup Cedar. But um, at that time, uh, Misericordia did pediatrics, um, labor and delivery. I had my wrist um, set there when I broke it when I was 10. And I remember um, just the interaction with one of the nuns who was also one of the nurses. 
um, she went to take off my cast. And at that time, um, they used a saw. But what I didn't know was that the saw, um, once it hits your skin, it stopped. And I think she knew, looked on my face and saw that I was scared. Um, and she said, she went and took the saw on her own skin. And I was like, wow, you know, that that's what I want to do. Also in that hospital, there was a healthcare explorers program that I was um, fortunate enough to participate in. So it was middle school and high school students um, in the area, we were able to explore all of the healthcare jobs um, in the hospital. So it wasn't just nursing, wasn't just medicine. We went with dietary, finance, IT, just to learn what the options were. And then the other part of that program is that um, we also performed community service too. So for instance, when the hospital had a Halloween celebration, we would participate with packing the candy bags and giving out the candy bags and, you know, uh, other activities like that. And so, you know, I also learned that health could happen in your neighborhood and that you can use what you have. And it doesn't necessarily have to look like just medicine or, you know, someone being hospitalized, but truly you can work with someone where they are. Yeah, I love that because I, I say it all the time. Nurses, yes, we're at the bedside, but we're in so many other places. We're in boardrooms and courtrooms. We're in schools. We're out in the community. We're in the military. We're in Congress. We're in all these places and so many more. And I don't think enough people and enough kids, enough students understand the versatility of what nurses can do and where nurses can work. For sure. I don't even think nurses know that. No, I don't. You're right. I, I actually have talked to a lot of nurses who are at the bedside and are burned out and want to do other things. And they have no I they have no idea that they could do something else with their nursing degree that isn't at the bedside. For sure. So, OK, you decide you want to be a nurse. What is your journey then look like through uh, nursing school and beyond? So yeah, went all the way through the public school system, Philadelphia. I went to Temple for a little bit as a bio major. Actually hated being there because the large classes, a lot of people probably would have done better at a smaller school. Um, I was a bio major and then decided I didn't like what I was studying. And then when I looked at the catalog book, nursing came back and I said, oh, wow, the nurses are taking sociology. They're taking psychology. Oh, they're taking biology. You know, they're taking this science and that science. And I just said, you know what, let me go to nursing. And actually what I started to look at was, well, who had the highest pass rates in um, our city and for NCLEX? And what I found was Community College of Philadelphia. So I am a um, associate degree nurse first, and I'm very proud of that decision. And what I learned in my associate degree, and I, I don't think many people consider this, is that I learned about community health there. I learned how to do windshield surveys there. You know, a big part of what we learned um, was the 19130 zip code project, where we actually had our um, some clinical rotations within the zip code, whether it was some of the schools or the senior high rises, you know, other um, community-based areas. And, you know, what was the, you know, what precipitated me going on further was that experience and knowing that, okay, you have to get a bachelor's degree to work in community health. 
And that's, that's what I did. And was it that experience that led you to the work you're doing today, focusing on community health? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think in nursing school, you know, we kind of start with uh, your basic skills and then you go to your clinical practicum. And I was like, okay, this is fine. I could work on med surge. But I was always the one thinking about people came home. And then, you know, had we spent when we spent some time on our units, I started to notice that people would come back you know, during our times. And I, in my mind, I said, well, if you go to the hospital and we discharge you, that means you're healthy. And I learned that's not always the case and that there's other factors with people, people managing, excuse me, um, their health um, at home and, you know, just some of that education. And so I think I was always a community health nurse. Like, yes, I could do the skills um, in acute care, but it's that thinking about the whole person totally. So who are they? You know, what was their journey to get here? How did they get to this health state? And what it is that I do, um, you know, in terms of admission, because I always look at a discharge on admission, really, and helping people to be more successful in their health. Yeah, I love that. And so I want to talk about, well, I want to talk about a couple of things. You mentioned you went to community college and I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about why you think having a community college nursing program is so important to the diversity of the profession and what that means to, to the profession. Because I know there can sometimes be some mixed thoughts about associate degree programs versus bachelor's degree programs in the profession. Sure. I mean, I think for me, um, the associate degree was a lifeline. I didn't have money, right, um, to go to school. I had scholarships, but my scholarships only covered the first two years of my education. And so for me, it was an opportunity to get a profession, um, get some knowledge base, and really be the basis for my career. I mean, when I look at, when I look back, why I say that was probably one of the best decisions I did make is because we also um, had the opportunity to have clinicals in different parts of the city. So I had a chance to you know, interact with different health systems, um, with different people um, that you know didn't look like me, sometimes not even speaking the same language. And so those were skills um, that I, you know, were invaluable um, to my career because, you know, you had to learn how to adapt too. And I don't, and I can't say that the BSN programs don't have similar experiences, but when you look at the BSN programs that are associated with some of the larger healthcare systems, your clinicals are in, for the most part, are in the healthcare system. So you learn that healthcare systems way. But at community college, I learned multiple healthcare systems ways too. Also, I think when you look at the BSN, they have a lot more theory than does the associate and diploma programs as well as the MP LPNs. But I also think I had a, a, a real appreciation for the history of nursing because that was a big part of our program you know, and learning about the different types of nursing, the entry point. And, you know, we were still talking about that entry point when I started over about 25 years ago at this point um, in nursing school, maybe a little longer ago. And then, you know, the other thing is, is that 
um, in my class, it was such diversity as well. I mean, there were people who were young, like me, no families, but then there also were people who had families, the children were grown, and they decided, okay, this is what I always wanted to, wanted to do for me. Um, this was people were here with the second and the third career as well. And so, you know, I, I know that the push is to have nurses start out at the baccalaureate level, but that that level sometimes is not attainable. And when you talk about a nursing shortage now and, you know, how some nurses, it seems that nursing is pre-nurse practitioner school, right? In these programs, you're going to get attract people who just truly want to be nurses. And I think you'll have, you know, we'll have less less loss of nurses too, if we can think of it that way. And it's not to say that the baccalaureates don't um, want to be nurses, but um, I think, you know, being able to support people to have that pathway, and I don't say pipeline, I say pathway, because a pipeline is very rigid, but with this pathway, it, it helps people to be able to maneuver in the way that they can to obtain the um, degree in the profession that they want. Yeah, I love that so much, giving people the pathway to not only enter the profession the way that they need to, that meets their needs where they're at, but then along the way, they have choices on which direction they can go. Right. Which leads us then to what I really want to talk about, which is the (laughs) mini nurse academy, because I absolutely loved when I learned about this program and the work that you and the National Black Nurses Association are doing to put on this program and promote nursing to underrepresented students in the Philadelphia area. So can you talk a little bit about how that came about and also your work with the National Black Nurses Association? Sure. So uh, the National Black Nurses Association um, represents about 4,000 nurses of African, African African-American, Caribbean um, descent. And and these nurses are nursing students, LPNs, RNs, to doctorally prepared nurses, nurse entrepreneurs, administrators. And I happen to be the chapter president of the Southeastern Pennsylvania Area Black Nurses Association which we say the Philly chapter. And we are one of 114 chapters of the National Black Nurses Association. How we um, got started with the Mini Nurse Academy, the Mini Mini Nurse Academy, which is trademarked by the National Black Nurses Association, was the brainchild of our immediate past president, um, Dr. Martha Dawson, who um, wanted us to set out as chapters to um, work with children to really see nursing as a, a viable career option. If you like science, if you like math, if you like social studies, you like psychology, everything, art is is em, embroiled in nursing. And also beginning to answer um, why we have the lack of diversity that we see in nursing, because people have to see themselves in our profession. I don't think I have to tell you or your listeners that nursing is still very white and very female. And so often our um, students, African-American students, we don't see ourselves represented in certain areas in nursing. And so um, it it was her brainchild and it started, the MBNA Mini Nurse Academy 
started in about seven chapters initially. And the aim is to eventually have one um, come out of every chapter in MBNA. So we went, we being um, some of my chapter members, we went to the conference, I guess about two years ago, and we heard a presentation on the first groups that did this. And I will tell you that we, uh, one of the members of our education scholarship and mentoring committee, she volunteers at General George Meade School, which is the school we partner with in Philadelphia for the Mini Nurse Academy. Um, she saw that those students, not only 100% um, were eligible for school lunch, which means they're all low income, but also these students um, were behind um, in reading. And so our chapter had already done some things in terms of volunteer with reading, also um, some giveaways for you know hats and scarves and other kind of personal items to this school. But what um, Dr. Dawson wanted us to think about is to work with children who are young, right? So a lot of the programs of this type, they usually work with high school students, very few work with middle school. But if we can get students young, so third to sixth grade, we have a higher chance of getting them exposed to nursing and moving through the pathway to become nurses and really make a difference in health care. Now, with that being said, I know that all of the students um, that we worked with will not become nurses. Of course, that would be lovely. What a story that would be. But the idea is to really get our students to think about health, to think about equity, to also just start thinking about their careers and what a future um, really could look like for them. And that's, I think, the big, the beauty of um, the Mini Nurse Academy. Yeah, when I was reading about the Mini Nurse Academy, I noticed that the students that you work with were in middle school. And I did, I actually did notice that that is different than what a lot of groups do. They usually focus on high school students. So I love that you're starting even younger than that, exposing students to the profession of nursing. Yeah. So what do the students go through as a part of this mini nurse academy? What does the program look like? Sure. Um, so we would meet with them on Tuesday afternoons for about an hour and a half uh, on Tuesdays for about eight weeks. And then the ninth week was graduation from the program. So, you know, we were kind of given what the what MBNA wanted, the, the topics they wanted us to discuss. But we had to really individualize it for our program in Philadelphia and so, you know, it was beautiful to see members of my organization um, kind of sit and conceptualize, well, how do you talk about research with an eight-year-old, right? How do we talk about the healthcare system? You know, how do we highlight nursing as a career? How do we define nursing? But then also, how do we um, show them examples of nurses who grew up in Philadelphia, some of which went to the same school or in schools similar to theirs as well. Um, and so we had, we developed a book for the students. So it was a notebook where every week we had worksheets that um, accompany our lectures, our lessons, I should say. So the students had their own individual books that said Mini Nurse Academy. We also recognized that it was the end of the school day when we had our program. So we always had some kind of healthy snack for the students. 
But to hear students talk about their neighborhoods and being able to start to connect why they see the health conditions that they see, you know, in their own words, that was so powerful. And, you know, at the end of the program, the students, they had somewhat of a science fair. So, you know, one group talked about uh, heart health and the other one talked about the lungs. And they um, actually, we were able to actually use some products that you can recycle to make lungs. So they got to see what happens when you inhale and exhale, and they were able to describe that. But also we had this graduation and um, the students had their jackets and, you know, the, the, the effects of what we were able to do that school was nothing short of amazing. This is the proud chapter president talking now. But everything from the students wore their jackets for weeks after um, we left, the program was over. Um, many of the parents and the custodian, even the principal, they said, please don't leave, please come back. Even to see the other students being so proud, just spending that extra time um, with these students and then hearing from their teachers and from the school nurse that's there that um, some of the students are reading better, right? They're really approaching um, their academics better. And I think it was just because, you know, we had all the pieces uh, that were in play. Now we are going back this coming January again, you know, to work with another group of students. And so it, I think it just breathed new life into the school and we're still connected to those students. So. And were there any students who, like you, at age nine or 10 said, you know what, I want to be a nurse? Yes, we have uh, two that said, you know what, I want to be a nurse. One, she already knew she wanted to be a nurse before she even started our program. Yeah, so we're working with her now to make sure she, you know, picks the right middle school and high school and she really starts thinking about the classes she should take. And, you know, we've been in contact with her her mom to make sure she's on the right track as well. And then we had another student that said, I think I want to be a nurse when I grow up. And so, you know, it was just the power of being exposed to something different. Yeah, that's incredible. Really, what an amazing program and way to get kids more engaged in the work that nurses do. And ex like you said, exposing them to it. Where do you see the Mini Nurse Academy going and growing? So for me, you know, it's, it's already a trademark program. Of course, I would like to see a mini nurse academy in every school if we can. Um, we still have some of our chapter even saying, well, can we expand into high school? Because we also recognize the need for that um, as well. Of course, I would like to see the program fully funded. Right now, we are a grant-funded uh, program. And I would like to see us partner more nursing schools, you know, as well. We in Philadelphia, we are just in a hotbed of academic health care institutions, you know, but many of these institutions, our students don't even see as an option um, for them to attend and be successful. And so I really want us to hopefully be a bridge, if you will, for those students but also for these institutions to kind of reach back, you know, with our school district. Everyone knows the issues that our school district has. I will also say that what I love is that now Jefferson um, School of Nursing, they are actually have reached out and we're formulating a clinical 
group for this program. So they, the students would work with the school nurse, um, which is critical to the school as well as the principal. And then um, they will do the mini nurse academy as well. And then they've also invited um, our students to come to the simulation lab. Um, and I know we're in talks with other area schools as well to do the same thing. So I really would love to see kind of younger students um, working with, um, you know, those students that are in high school that are engaged in healthcare careers, but also those who are currently working to become nurses and then those who are nurses as well. Because I think we, we need those circles, right? You know, that's what that professional membership in a professional organization does. I think you're allowed to see yourself you know, even if you don't know someone personally. So um, that's what I would hope for the Mini Nurse Academy. Yeah, totally. That, that's amazing. And if there's anything that I can do from my director of innovation role at Penn Nursing, please mm -hmm. let me know. I would be way more than happy to help in any way. Oh, if, my. <laughs> see, I, I am so serious. I am very serious. I know serious. you are. I know you are. And I, we have a meeting tonight because um, we're planning now. If others want to find and or help fund the Mini Nurse Academy, where can they um, do such a thing? Sure. They can look up the Southeastern Pennsylvania Area Black Nurses Association. Um, we do have a website, www.sepabna.org. That's S-E-P-A-B-N-A.org. We have a contact us button. We also have a donate button. Also, we um, have the national organization, so that's www.mbna.org, um, and people can also certainly reach out to MBNA as well, because as I said, we are a national organization. Other thing, though, I, I didn't get a chance to say, Marion, is that the other thing, it was just great for, I think, people to see nurses in, some, in a different role. Right. I think people, you know, thought the school nurse didn't really do anything. And then they realized, hey, this school nurse does a lot in terms of infection prevention and, you know, other things. But then also to see uh, nurses, we have nurses that work with these students who were managers, educators. Um, we have one who's a CRNA. We have business owners with um, our nurses as well. So it was also a chance to highlight nursing is beyond the bedside, too. Yeah, that's a great point and goes back to what we were talking about earlier, being able to show not just other nurses, but students as well, like what else you can do with a nursing degree that mm -hmm. may not be the bedside, but doesn't mean it's any less important to the health and public health of communities. Yes. Well, Monica, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing with the Mini Nurse Academy. Thank you for the work you're doing in the community and for sharing that with us on the podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. Hello, Angela. Hello, Marion. How are you? I'm super swell. How are you? I'm amazing. How about that interview with Monica? Was that not amazing? It was fantastic. I There are so many things that you two talked about that I really, that really resonated with me. I think that her perspective on reaching out to younger people to get them interested in nursing 
is fantastic. And I think it's really novel and it's something that's so important when we, I think, don't give young kids enough credit for understanding like what's going on in the world and getting them interested in things. I couldn't agree more. And there are so many great programs now that are really trying to inspire kids into STEM fields, into nursing. And the work that Monica and the National Black Nurses Association are doing is so critically important to get more kids who are in minority populations into nursing so that there is a greater representation of nurses in the field. I think, you know, these mini nurse academies are going to be a really great way to do that. Agreed. Totally agreed. So I think also there was so many interesting things that you were talking about. So even the whole training philosophy that we have right now in skipping ADNs, skipping diploma programs, and having only a baccalaureate prepared nursing force. I mean, especially when you consider in the middle of a nursing shortage, and and this is this has been what our profession has been wrestling with for the last 30 years, right? So we've been going back and forth. We're the we have the the most amount of stakeholders in our healthcare industry, right? But we tend to be the least educated because everyone is coming in at, at a higher level of education then we tend to have less of a voice when it comes to making decisions, but we're we're literally the front line to, to all the things, right? So, but when you start to talk about taking away things like community colleges and entry to practice from that level, you're cutting off so many people and making it so much harder for people to enter the profession. So what do we do with that? I think it's such a difficult decision to make. Yeah. I mean, I think if we're going to talk about equity and health equity, we have to have the conversation about how important community college ADN programs are to people who have to work or have other things going on where they can't commit to a four-year full-time bachelor's program. But I know so many nurses who never would have been able to come into the profession and do what they're doing now had they not had that opportunity. And maybe instead of talking about nursing, cutting these programs, maybe we need to be having the conversation of other programs like physicians and pharmacy starting to think about programs like this. How can we get more people who have different socioeconomic status needs to be able to come into these professions that right now have a systematic barrier to entry. And I actually really applaud nursing for giving people the opportunity to enter in at the level to where they're at, because otherwise they would not be able to do it. Yeah. And I think that there are, if what we want is a highly educated workforce, I think there are probably more creative ways to do it rather than cutting out these other entry programs. Well, and I think automatically assuming that we're a less educated profession because we have these two-year programs is probably not a great way to look at it either. Again, different people 
need to start at different entry levels. That doesn't make the profession less educated. In my opinion, it makes it actually more educated because you have people with varying degrees of lived experience now in the profession, contributing to the profession and taking care of patients. Well, I would wholly agree with your assessment, considering I was also one of those people. I started at community college, went back and got my bachelor's, went back and got my master's and went back and got my doctorate. However, in order for the healthcare system as a whole to appreciate the experience that people are bringing in without a, an academic stamp on there, you have to change the entire culture because that that's why nursing, well, it's one of the many reasons why nursing has been held down is because you don't, you don't understand, you don't know, you don't have 18 letters after your name to justify you sitting at this table. That's, that's been a part of the problem. I'm all for changing the culture in healthcare, Angela. So bring it on. I'm with you, my friend, but we're swimming uphill. Yes, we are. We're swimming uphill. But bringing it back to to Monica and the work she's doing, because of the programs like the Mini Nurse Academy, it'll be less steep of a hill to swim up, I think. Agreed. Amplify Nursing is hosted by Dr. Angela Rosa Donato and Marion Leary and produced by the University of Pennsylvania School of Nursing. With special thanks to Jonathan Zhu for his assistance. Music for the podcast was created by Harper Leary. The podcast is made possible by the Krista and Rich Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Follow us on Twitter at Penn Nursing. Until next time, keep pushing over, under, around, and through. We want to thank you for listening to the Amplify Nursing podcast and remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy your podcast listening. And if you can do us a solid, please rate and review us as well. It will go a long way in amplifying our episodes.